everybody, and welcome to episode 189 of the Ping Skills Ask the Coach show. As you can see, I'm here with Alloys this morning. Good morning, Alloys. Morning, Jeffrey. Now, show 189, I normally give a number fact about 189, but it's getting difficult. There's not many interesting things about these high numbers. About any numbers. <laughs> no, 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 no. You love the numbers. About any numbers, about, Jeff. Any numbers. So because it's Friday and it's Friday funnies, yes. I'm going to tell a joke about numbers instead. You're going to rescue yourself. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, Marv, Marv Anderson sent us in a great joke that you're just going to be laughing so I'm much sure, about numbers. I'm sure I am. Now, Alan was invited to yes. a convention of professional yes. comics. Yes. So it's all professional. professional. Comics, yeah. yeah. And after dinner, a man stood up and shouted the number 23. And the crowd just yeah. burst into laughter. They're like, oh, so funny. Yeah. And then another man stood up and shouted 113. And everyone cracked up again. They're just laughing and laughing. And then a third man stood up and yelled 85, which was just dead silence. Not funny. Not funny at all. And Alan asked, what happened? And his friend said, some people just can't tell a joke. Yeah. So on this day, on this day in 1969, uh, the famous Pelé, the Brazilian uh, soccer star, kicked his 1,000th goal. 1,000th goal. And I'm just looking. So overall in his uh, career, kicked 1,281 goals. So that's pretty impressive, Pelé. On this day, your 1,000th came up. Wow. What year? 1969. Well done, Pelé. There's some good numbers for you. All right, people. So um, just let us know, should we continue with the On This Day in History or should we continue with the numbers? <laughs> and is there anything else you'd like to hear? Um, love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> All right, Alois. Now, because it is Friday Funnies, right, I think I need another joke. So I, You need a joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah. Um, so, you know what I want to do, Alice? What's that, Jeff? I want to hang a map of the world yes. at my house. Yes. And I want to stick the pins yes. in all the locations that I've travelled to. Yes. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yes. Okay, but first I have, a tr- I have to travel to the top two corners of the map so it won't fall down. <laughs> it's almost funny. That was from Gene. Good one, Gene. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, um, yesterday, Alois, we asked, what will take you further, talent or technique? Yes. So uh, that we've got a lot of responses. Um, and Alan said, uh, pips. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jojo said, technique. A talented person still has to pay their dues, regardless what the fairy blessed them with. And I do like that. Mm. Um Rory said, hard work and good coaching. And Glenn Errington said, gratitude, respect, and application of everything a day gives to you. Give it back. Nice. Wise. Wise. Um, James Williams said, uh, Alois Rosario will take me all the way there. So there you go. James, I don't good know. On you, good on you, Jimmy. <laughs> good on you, Jimmy. Um, and uh, Pradeep said, talent to practice techniques. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So Some yes, wise words there. Wise words. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, overall, you know, Jeffrey, what do you think? Talent or technique? Um, technique. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> In so. In the long term. 
yeah, and I think technique and hard work, you know, yes. they're, they're the real things, you know. Um, I've seen so many talented young players that, you know, were going to be superstars at the age of 10, um, and I can't even remember their names anymore. <laughs> um, you know, whereas there, there are other less talented players um, that have gone a long, long way. And I, th- I, think, I think to be an absolute superstar, so to be a Ma Long, I think you do have to have some sort of uh, basic talent skill there um, to start off with. But then on top of that, you have to just put in a lot of uh, hard work on your technique. Yeah, I mean, I always find these topics really interesting. And, you know, there's a lot of books. Matthew Sawyer did the Bounce book. Um, hmm. Then there was uh, the Talent Code. And um, there was one by Malcolm Gladwell, Allies, that talked yep. about this, you know, uh, 10,000 hour rule and that anyone could become world-class and that like that really interests me and I think a lot of it's true like you do need to put in a lot of practice but whenever you go down to like your local sports field and you see kids you can just straight away tell who's the better kids and and they haven't put in like 10,000 hours at that stage so I yeah. definitely think there's some kind of talent there's some sort of difference. gene pool isn't there there is some sort of a gene factor, I think. Yes. Yeah. But like you said, that doesn't mean anything unless you work hard. So that's right. Yes. Yeah. So I would back the the hard work and the technique. Yeah. And I, and I think that you know the the talent um, gives you the start, and then the, the technique and the training is is what really. And maybe it's like a self fulfilling prophecy because if you're not if you don't feel like you're great at something, it's hard to be enthusiastic and to continue and to put in all that hard work. Yeah, that is true. Very Mm. true. But yeah, I love, I love reading about all that kind of stuff. It's very, very interesting. And what were the, what were the books there for? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So the bounce by Matthew Syed is a good book. Yep. Uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and the talent code by Daniel Coyle. So I'll put a link in the show notes to those books. Fantastic reads. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the Ping Skillers question of the day, which is how many years have you been playing table tennis and have you ever taken a few years break? So jump on our Facebook page or to our blog at pingskills.com and let us know how long have you been playing and have you ever taken a break? All right. Now, oh, we've already done Friday Funnies, which I've got oh, here on my notes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Have we ever? Let's just do a um, another one, and this is, I think, yeah, another one, really relevant to my situation here. Alice. Right, comedian was at a show. He said, "You know, you can't please all people all the time." And last night, all of those people were at my show. <laughs> yeah, I think that is quite relevant, and I think they're all watching. Yes, there's a funny one. Everyone's laughing now. All right. Ilya has jumped on and asked us a question. He said, what is the best player, uh, what is the best serve and receive tactics against a player who tries to cover everything with his forehand? Yeah, so this is, I, I think the, the answer will surprise you. Um, the best tactic is to go out into their forehand area first and go out to the wide to their forehand area first. So what that does is it exposes their backhand on the next ball. So if you... If you push it wide out to their forehand, they go out there, um, get that ball back, but then their backhand is really open for you to play that next ball. Of course, you you need to make that first ball good enough so they're not going to be able to just hit a winner past you. But by putting it out there, you you then 
opening up the table. And often players with um, a, a good forehand are better from their backhand corner because they've focused so much on getting around and covering up for their backhand. They're really good at making the pivot. So if I'm a lefty, because I'm over here, um, if I'm a lefty, you know, getting around here and playing the forehand from this corner is often better than going out wide. And I, I see that a lot with players and even the better players. And, um, and I think I see, see now a bit of a trend even at the top level of players going down the line more to players' forehands um, rather than into their backhand sides. You know, we've seen the best players in the world, you know, your Ma Longs, your Zhang Zikers, all those guys, so strong on the backhand side and pivoting on the backhand side, but not as strong when they go out uh, from their wide forehand side. So, so yes, a player with a good forehand actually go out wide to their forehand first and then expose their backhand side. Yeah, and I think, like you said, the reason they're better is because at playing from the backhand side is because mm. people often play to that point. Yeah. And like you said, if people think, oh, he's got a good forehand, they're often scared to go out to that forehand. So they don't actually, yeah. the players don't get much experience from out wide. So, yeah, that's right. Like you said, it sounds very counterintuitive. But, um, yeah, Ilya, give it a go. Try taking him out wide and then get into the yeah. backhand. Good advice, Alois. All right, and now another uh, question from Ilya. He says, I think that multi-ball is a ridiculously effective tool, but it's so hard to convince people to do it. Moreover, some people get very irritated when they see others doing multi-ball. Why is it like that? Yeah, and you're right. Multi-ball can be a really effective tool, Um, especially if you've got um, a training partner that is a different level to you. So or a training partner that finds it difficult to control the ball back to you um, consistently. So, so yeah, definitely get onto multi-ball, utilise it. Uh, we've got a video on um, how to how to do some multi-ball and an introduction to it. So we'll put a link there for you. Um, if you haven't tried it, try it. Try it. Um, if other people are think saying that it's no good, don't worry, don't listen too much. Just get in there, train your multi-ball, get better then they'll see. I wonder why other people would get irritated. Is it because there's just a lot of balls going everywhere? Oh, yeah. Could be, could be. Might um, be uh, might be in a small club situation where the balls are flying everywhere um, or just the sound of the balls fly- uh, bouncing everywhere might irritate them. But it's good for you. Do yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't know, my experience earlier has been that um, people, and may, and especially kids, love to do multi-ball. Like it, it's a really fun thing. It's lots of balls coming quickly. They get to hit lots of balls. So in my experience, people have found it a fun thing to do. Yeah, it is. And I think when you're doing it, it's fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, unless you're doing it for a long time and it can get pretty tiring. <laughs> it yeah. can get very tiring. So maybe um, just try and get people to have a go at it just for like, you know, a couple of minutes and, and say, look, come and try it. I think you'll love it and see if you can convert them, Ilya. Good luck with that quest. All right. Now, Abhinav says, whenever a tomahawk serve by a right-handed player or a pendulum serve by a left-handed player comes from his side, uh, my backhand, to my forehand, I'll try to keep it low, but it jumps high, and if I try and attack it, then it goes into the net. What's going on here, Alice? Yeah. So, Abhinav, so, so what you're talking about there is that the ball is curving 
um, this way and out to your forehand side. Um, so with so them doing the tomahawk serve or them doing or left hand doing the pendulum serve. So a couple of things. One one is that you need to just get a little bit closer to that ball. So the ball is swinging away from you. You need to get nice and close to um, to the ball because it's just wanting to to go further and further away from you. Um, the other thing is then with your wrist. So just tilting your wrist backwards a little bit. So if your wrist is straight, the ball's got side spin. It's going to kick off that way. So you need to tilt your bat right backwards that way to counter the um, the spin on that ball. The other thing that you can do is even just go around and use your backhand there on that ball. So by going around and using your backhand, it's a, it, you've got a more natural angle to counter the spin on that ball um, as well. If you're finding that the ball is going up or into the net, so if it's going up too high and jumping up, then you need to tilt your bat over or over. If it's going um, into the net, you need to tilt your bat back. So um, so it's just um, altering the angle of your racket to adjust for the uh, whether there's uh, top spin, back spin on the ball as well as the side spin. Yeah, a couple of things I noticed with this serve, Alice. When it's coming away from me, yeah, definitely harder on the forehand. So I much prefer using the backhand. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if it's wider, the other thing I notice here is Avanar says when he pushes it, it goes high, but when he attacks it, it goes low into the net. So it's kind of, I think maybe Avanar has to separate those two shots. And if he's going to push it, he needs to think about keeping it a bit lower. Yep. And if he's going to attack it, he needs to think about getting a bit more topspin and getting a bit more margin for error. Yep. So try and think of them almost as two totally different um, ways of returning it. Yep. Yep. Good, yeah. Good, good idea. And, and just adjusting that angle for both of those shots. Okay, great. All right, good luck, Avanov. Hopefully those tips help you out. Now, Tusha says, I want to ask, what is the difference between the backhand flick and the backhand side spin flick, also known as the banana flick. Yep. And what are the advantages of each of those? Yeah, sure. So the backhand flick, um, let me go. The, the backhand side spin flick is you're basically getting around the ball and putting some side spin on the ball with a flick. It's quite a different stroke. So the flick, um, your, your hand is quite straight to start off with and you're, and you're contacting the ball flatter and coming through here um, to contact the ball. Um, the side spin flick, you're really dropping your wrist here so that you're coming um, around the ball. The advantage of the side spin flick is that you can utilize or you are utilizing your wrist a lot more. And also off a, off a backspin ball, so if the ball is spinning this way really fast, you're touching the ball on the side here that isn't moving as fast. So, so instead of trying to counter um, the ball here where it, where it's really spinning fast, you're countering the ball here where it's not spinning as much. And so by hitting the ball there, um, it's a little bit easier to lift the ball over the net. So yeah, there's, there's a couple of advantages of the backhand side spin or flick or the banana flick, but it is a complex stroke and it's, and it's difficult to get right. So I think initially it's really important to just do um, a straight flick and learn that straight flick so that you're, you're understanding the mechanics of the stroke, and then you can start experimenting more with that uh, with the side spin flick. And I guess another advantage of the backhand side spin flick is that when you do it, your opponent's going to have a bit of a harder time 
to return it because it's got that side spin yeah. on it as well. So in some ways it can be more more difficult for your opponent. But I guess as it's becoming more and more popular, people are getting used to that size and flick coming at them anyway. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, And it is more complex for the opponent, as you said, ball curving, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, now it's almost becoming the normal shot, you know, so people yeah, are getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a uh, good question, Tusha. Next up, Tam. Tam says, can touching with your backhand or hitting, can hitting with your backhand from the forehand side be used as a substitute for the forehand um, hit? He says, I've seen many young players use it, and is it because you can achieve a better angle? Yeah, so a little bit along the same lines as what we've been talking. Um, a lot of players are getting around now and using their backhand from the from the um, forehand corner. Um, and so one, um, some players just like the uh, touch on the backhand better. So even for the push, they get around and use the the uh, their backhand side rather than their forehand side. Um, but I think the banana flick has really um, changed the way that players are looking at the return and they're u- using their backhand across a lot more of the table um, now because of the banana flick. So they're playing there, 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 and even over here a little bit more to um, to use the banana flick on the backhand side rather than using their forehand. Yeah, I think this is one of the big changes I've seen lately, Alloys, is the banana flick, the backhand seismic flick. Yep. Before, everyone would try and cover 90% of the table with their forehand. Yep. Now, they seem to be covering like 70 to 80% with their backhand. Yeah. Um, and huge change. Yeah, it is. And, and even in the rally, you know, some players are finding uh, they're playing a lot of backhands from that middle middle area as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and I guess along with that, when you are playing returns from your forehand side with your backhand, you're going to be exposed on the backhand, so you'd want to have a strong backhand. Yeah, so I guess absolutely. people are just developing the backhand much more than yeah. in the past. Yeah, I think uh, yesterday we talked about Kokiniwa's return. So Kokiniwa uh, playing against Ma Long, you know, getting around and using his backhand in that forehand corner. But it does expose his backhand side. So uh, Ma Long was serving into that forehand corner. Kokiniwa was going around and then... Marlong was going the next ball into his backhand, mm. yeah, top spinning that next ball wide into his backhand side. Um, and Koki Niwa is good out there, but it's still um, not exactly where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be playing backhands from out here necessarily. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, good obse- observations, Tam. And, um, yeah, I think it is a big change in table tennis. All right, Alois, that wraps up today's show. It does. It is, uh, I hope you enjoyed Friday Funnies. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Of course, all three of them. <laughs> I was counting. <laughs> you like the numbers, don't you? Yeah. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like the numbers. I like the jokes. It's all great. All right. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for a free account if you haven't. You can watch all our strokes and techniques videos. Have a great weekend. Hopefully there's plenty of table tennis involved and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.